Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I am talking with Susan Tuck who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Susan, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for meeting me. I know, this is so much fun. <laughs> so we are here at Shavu, yes. and I am so excited because I have not been here before. Um, but before we tell our listeners all about your business, let's talk about what your first full-time job was. So my first full-time job was actually my final year of college, or what we call in Australia, uni. And I worked for Nike, and I was sort of a jack-of-all-trades. It was such a great start because I got to work in the call center. I ran the sales uh, for the staff. I worked on educational programs for people who worked in the store. And it was such a great experience. And actually, I was at the crossroads of whether to use my degree in education or I was having such a fabulous time there. But... I decided to go into education. So my first career job, I guess, was teaching first and second grade um, straight after graduating. Wow. Has that been useful in your (laughs) current occupation? I actually think so. And partly the reason why I mentioned both is I think any experience you get in any workplace, I believe, helps shape you to perform in your next job um so for me i feel like i'm passionate about education um i loved seeing how a corporate worked and how a company can run with a big budget and then um, obviously being an entrepreneur we've had to be really flexible with different budgets and creative and i feel like all of that experience has helped to this moment now to be honest okay you're obviously not from America. You you referenced that. How did you how did you land in America? Uh, so my husband had a dream to go to Stanford University, and um, when I was actually pregnant with our third child, he said, "I think I'm gonna sit the test and apply." And to be honest, I was like, "Okay, yeah, good luck with that." You know, it's pretty challenging to get into business school. And actually, he got a first-round offer the day we had our third child. (laughs) (laughs) So we, uh, you know, less than six months later, moved on campus with three children. I think we were pretty much the only people with three kids on campus. Um, And I was working on the marinade for our product now in our tiny student accommodation. And that's how sort of it all started. Oh, my goodness. And so now you have this cheese empire yes and let's talk about that it's chevaux yes how did you guys decide that this is what you wanted to do in life well it was interesting we've always been really passionate about food and wine and uh you know in australia there's a a wonderful food scene just like in california and we were uh you know, exposed to that and eating lots of beautiful cheeses. And actually, uh, my husband started to run the largest import company of cheese in Australia. So we got to travel Europe and look at cheese caves and all sorts of things like that. So we became more passionate about cheese in that journey. And um, we had always talked about one day 
living overseas with our family, one day starting a company. And so it just seemed like this light bulb moment where we're like, oh, wow, marinated cheese is really popular in Australia, particularly Melbourne. And we're not seeing it so much when we have traveled. And, and, and I lived in the States for a year during, well, I, do, I took a year off during college and lived here and he traveled a lot to America. And so we kind of just had this pipe dream idea of how hard could it be to make cheese? Let's do it. And so, <laughs> you know, by getting a student visa, we obviously got into the country and then we quickly, uh, the government gives you a, a bit of time to work out a plan before that expires and so we very quickly um led to wisconsin and learned how to make cheese and just started actioning it um on a very small scale and using a co-packer and we found that limiting because we we love to think big and so then very quickly we went about developing how would we build our own plant and then it ended up being actually a bigger idea than probably we first set out to do. <laughs> <laughs> we all have big ideas, don't we? Yes, exactly. <laughs> then we have to implement it. Yes. Then we need to scale it back, right? Yeah. So what has been the most challenging part of having this business? Oh, um, well, actually, so many little challenges. I don't know what would be the biggest challenge. It was certainly daunting to shift from a small family business to then having to get investors to make it a much bigger op, you know, operation. operation. And then that puts a lot of demand on sales. And I would say that was the most stressful element, but I feel like challenges, to be honest, we just have all the time. Every and we just day. keep <laughs> you know, working it out. And that's why I think any previous job helps you because you're just constantly faced with different moments that you could never predict and just right. being creative and try to stay calm <laughs> right like through fires and all that fun stuff right. yeah <laughs> right so when did you actually first start selling your product what was the first year that you started selling so the very end of 2015 the first jar was produced okay. to sell so it was sort of early 2016 that we really hit retail stores. And, and then later that year, we opened the plant here. Oh, okay. It was a quick, it was a, that was a crazy year. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I still want to ask, so from 16 to now we're in 2020, how quickly has your production grown from what to what? So, I mean, at first we started very small. Like there was absolutely no need to have a production facility. Um, so it was more, as I said, our vision for the future and to have control over, for instance, we were incredibly passionate about producing our, our product in glass, which is a real challenge in California with the laws. Wow. So we needed to build our own facility. Cause, um, so then what happened is we started making other people's product who had the same challenge to fill out having a facility um, and then every year we use less days for that and use our own product but we're also very passionate about co-packing for other brands and I actually think that was again an unexpected opportunity that we've learned so much from and we will continue to do no matter what because we can grow to capacity more with um, we run two shifts but you can run three shifts in 24 hours you can run weekends you know so there's still room to keep doing both right that was interesting oh. I'm not sure that that 
quite answered my question. And so I'm going to ask it in a little bit different way. Yeah. In 2016, were, was your product only available in California? And oh, today, yeah. is it now available nationwide? Yes. Or, you know, how large are you today versus 2016? Yes. Yeah, so uh, 2016, it was absolutely local. Okay. Yeah. Was there only like a thousand? Like 30 stores, I think we started with. A, a thousand, <laughs> a thousand um, little glass containers? Yes. It was very, very, very small. Small. Okay. Um, and then soon after we built the plan, I'm not sure exactly, I would say, I mean, it wasn't soon, I guess a year or year or two after we became national. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, I would say, probably the biggest highlight of our business to date that um you know we whole foods actually were the one that took us on as a um compulsory i can't remember no core product so every store will have shavu yeah i was so pleased when i saw it in trader joe's oh that was exciting yeah Yeah. i was like oh my god i'm taking a picture i was in another part of the country and i was like oh my gosh i had to give you a little shout out that was another highlight for sure (laughs) i was going to ask you what a career highlight was is that having your product in Whole Foods and Trader Joe's would you say that's a career highlight or a company highlight yeah are there others yeah I would say the the enormity of designing the plan and purposely building each different piece of equipment that doesn't exist in other plants and having hiring our own team that's probably equal to na- getting national distribution. I don't know which one I could say was bigger. They were both massive moments for us. <laughs> okay. Which product do you like the most? Uh, that's interesting. Um, I know well, it's I'm, like asking what, who's your favorite child. I know that's tough. No, no, there's probably two. Uh, so the from the first um, three that we developed, my favorite is the chili and lemon. I just feel like I can cook so much with it. And my new favorite, because it was so hard to get right, is the honey and lime. Because I almost gave up on that product because I couldn't get the right flavor with honey until we very, at the end, got the Tupelo honey. So I think that was the hardest to develop. So I'm kind of becomes my favorite. And my kids love it. So it's easy to crack open at home. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the different flavors. How did you decide on the flavors that you have? Yeah, so in Australia, whilst marinated cheese is really popular, there's pretty much only one that's sort of uh, goat's cheese, plain goat's cheese in like a garlic-infused oil with, you know, some pepper or bay leaf. So we wanted to make it much more interesting here. So we infuse each cheese with a flavour and then we pair it with a marinade so the oil's infused and... um, as I said, we launched with three. So the, the more classic one was the dill and garlic because we were copying that sort of garlic marinade. Um, and then we had the smoked seed and salt and rosemary and then the chili and lemon. And then since then, we've developed three more. Um, and fennel and orange actually won best cheese at the American Cheese Society in the, in the marinated cheese category uh, this past year. And then we have the honey and lime. And then I know a favorite with a lot of people is the grated Italian truffles into the cheese yeah and that's the only one that we don't have a separate marinade that naturally infuses the oil which uh, I know people love. Do you have an R&D department that determines what those different (laughs) are you the R&D department (laughs) (laughs) that Um, determine what those different 
flavors are going to be or tasters? How are you determining what those different flavors are going to be? So it's historically just been Jared and myself, my husband, sitting down and mucking around with the blender at home and um, talking to spice merchants and uh, a flavor we're developing now, we're actually developing with Whole Foods. So their R&D team are giving feedback and a flavor that will just be available for them. But pretty much it's the two of us sitting down and then and the last flavor we had the luxury of having enough staff to say can you work on this recipe and bring it so we can try it but before that it was just in our kitchen yeah. and I very small it. scale yes okay <laughs> it sounds like you're very hands-on but do you have a specific role in the business other than owner yeah so I work predominantly on the social media and marketing and design aspects and then when we're doing a product I get involved but um and then just also just more of a backup so like when we're making a decision obviously we make it together but um so I'm always understanding what's happening on the bigger picture but I don't get involved in the operations in the plant um yeah I'm not involved in that anymore (laughs) more the creative yes much more the creative side and um And, you know, as I said, big decisions. Like it takes both of us to really see the way for the next step. Looking in your crystal ball, is there something that you want to do in the future? Absolutely. um, That you can tell us about, like your wish list in the future for the business? Absolutely. We want to expand our product range. So we're working um, really hard at the moment to do other things than just cheese. I can't specifically say yet, but we're working on broadening what food products we have available with the passion of it being in a glass jar. Okay. Yes. What drives you? How do you keep going? Stay motivated? I think it's the creative aspect of it. Just um, what's going to happen next? Um, How can we tackle that? I I have to say I do like – I've always been a fast-paced person and I can get bored easily. So I do – Something I do love about having your own business is um, there is always something new happening and there's always, to be honest, too many opportunities to take on all the time. Um, so probably that's what drives me, that there's just constant stimulation and and it, I have to say it's been lovely working my, with my husband too, like to be a team and a family business and... Um, you know, we're doing this for our family as well. I'm glad to hear that you say that you enjoy working with your husband. I can imagine working and living with your business partner can't always be easy. Yeah. So, <laughs> sure. yeah, so I'm glad that that works for you. Yeah, I think because we're so different, it actually is really exciting for us to work together. Um, I think sometimes it's harder to raise a family together, you know, um, but in the business, we're so different. We bring such different strengths to the table. It just works. And thankfully, like we've talked about, you two have different areas of responsibility. Definitely. So best advice that you've gotten since you've started this business uh, that you can think of? Probably just to try. Just to try <laughs> it. Like if you say no to things, you don't know what could come of that opportunity. And not everything works out, but if you have a go and you try... Um, that's probably what served us the best. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You know you love wine, and with Total Wine & More, you'll always drink interesting.
Total Wine and More has a ridiculously large selection of over 8,000 wines. From California to Australia, Bordeaux to Argentina, all the best wine regions in the world can be found in their aisles. Whether you're looking for a rare vintage or something fun and quaffable, Total Wine and More is the place for those who know wine. Move on to your personal life now, even though we've touched on it a little bit. You do live here in the town of Healdsburg. Your business is in Healdsburg. When you came to the area, you could have had your business and residence anywhere. Why did you choose Healdsburg? Well, I think it's best to answer why did I choose Sonoma County, because when we were at... um, Stanford, we only took one little vacation to Sonoma because, to be honest, it was such a rigorous um, schedule there. And we had this gorgeous weekend in this beautiful town playing in the plaza with our kids and all these wonderful locals that were talking to us. And so when graduation time came, uh, being from another country and not having explored the country too much because we were busy, we were like, oh, remember that beautiful town? Let's just rent a house there and see what happens. Um, And so that's how we landed in Sonoma County because we just had such a great first impression of this gorgeous area. Um, And then the reason why we ended up in Hillsburg was because the opportunity to build the plant here and work in with the council, they were very supportive of us getting this operation up in in a really timely manner as a startup, understanding the financial stresses of building and you know what I mean like all Mm -hmm. that's involved with that Uh, incredibly supportive like the mayor came to the opening and um, so that's how we ended up in Hillsburg Um, and we've just been so welcomed in the whole county. What do you enjoy most about living here? So I obviously love this country living we're actually from the city so at first it was actually an adjustment um, but now I just think, oh my gosh, we have such a lovely life with, uh, you know, we live on some acreage and the, we have, you know, four children and so we'll visit the neighbor's horses and the cows and we'll go wine tasting on the weekend and I feel like everyone's always on a holiday here. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there's a, there's a, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. You will leave for a drink after work but it's like you're on vacation. So Every day. I love the lifestyle here. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if I could go back to a city now. Like, it's just, we love it. It is an extra special place for sure. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? Other than maybe a few toys. Absolutely Mm -hmm. toys. Um, I would say we're a minimalist family. Um, I particularly care about aesthetics and, um, you know, like I love beautiful artwork and, special things that we've got from traveling but we don't have a lot of stuff it's pretty minimalist um and i i think like i get a lot of joy from being in our home and um i put effort into rearranging things and making it look just (laughs) the way i like (laughs) a color scheme so my favorite color is blue so all of our artwork has blue in it uh, and we have bright yellow chairs around our dining table. So, um, and l- texture and wood, but blue is probably the, the main, color. yeah, blue and yellow. 
favorite room in your home? Oh, why? our living room. Our living room looks out to the outdoor area, and I find the outdoor space to be really important to have people over and to feel calm in nature. So I like the living room because people gather there, but it also looks out to our yard, and yeah, I love it. Actually, I think that's what's photographed in our, the yard's photographed in the book, and I just love looking out to that space. Is there something about you that people might be surprised to learn? Do you speak a second language? Do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? So, um, I don't know. Maybe when I was really young, I went backpacking around Asia, initially, uh, Southeast Asia, initially by myself. So, and then met with friends. So, I think maybe something people wouldn't know is that I can be kind of bold and adventurous. Um, you know, I think as you've settled down with your kids, you've sort of, I've lost a little bit of that, but that's why I say I'm not sure everyone would know that about me, that it, right. initially I used to be very brave about traveling anywhere. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's different stages in your life. Yes. So you're in a very adventurous stage of having your own business. Yes, so, true. <laughs> yeah. It's a different type of adventure now. Is there a trip that has great meaning to you that you could share? Um... Well, I mean, that one I would probably say had great meaning because I, meaning, because uh, like that trip I traveled to Cambodia and such a spiritual, beautiful place. The people are incredible, the food. Um, I couldn't recommend, obviously no one's traveling at the moment, but I couldn't, I couldn't recommend that part of the world more for the food and um, it definitely gave me confidence of like, I did it, I traveled around Vietnam on like, you know, this is 20 years ago when buses were wooden seats and. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And why did you choose to do that by yourself? Uh, I, it was about proving to myself that I could do it. Um, I don't know if I'd like my daughters to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then I met friends and, and that was incredibly fun and special, but there, I think it was a little bit of, can I do this by myself? Yeah. And how long was that trip? Um, there was probably about six weeks. Um, and then a, not long before that, I also went to Nepal for six weeks and I was quite young. And so it was a time, I think, where I was adventurous. It's also, you know, a cost-effective way of traveling. And I will forever hold those memories dear. Wonderful. Really. <laughs> We're in wine country. I have to ask, what do you like to drink at home? So I love Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. They're probably my two go-tos. Uh, so you're definitely a wine girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you have a special brand that you want to share or not? Uh, so I do love Reeve Wines. They actually launched at the same time as us, uh, a family business, and it's a pretty magical place to go and have a drink, and the and the wines are beautiful. Reeve, so, Reeve, I oh Reeve, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, super nice family too. But there's so many wonderful places to go and have a drink. Yeah, there are. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to pick just one. Absolutely. For sure. What advice would you give someone? Would come to you and say, "I want to start a business." <laughs> Think <you>? twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, oh, that's a good question. I think, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but just reminding the person you have to be incredibly flexible and pivot to make it work. If you're too headstrong on exactly how you're going to do it, in my opinion, 
then that's where it could be harder. But if you keep pivot and pivoting and like us co-packing, for instance, to make the plant work, that was never part of the vision, but that kept our business alive. Yeah, it was a brilliant idea. So just, yeah, I would say moving with it. I mean, sticking to your values and, and you know, the core of what you want to do, but little decisions all the way, just pivoting and not forgetting where you're going, but be flexible on how you get there. I think that's excellent advice. I think I've learned something by just <laughs> hearing that from you. Well, we're going to wrap things up now okay. with five quick questions. You ready? Okay. <laughs> I promise they're not, they're not too hard. First one, what kind of car do you drive? Well, I have a Ford Expedition with eight seats, and I use those eight seats pretty <laughs> much every day. So, <laughs> Yes, with all those kiddos that you have. Last piece of candy you, you ate. Oh, I may have gone into my kids' Easter egg stash that I'm about to give them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was it? What did you eat? Lint chocolate. Okay. I love lint chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what is one of your all-time favorite movies? Probably Dead Poet Society. I mean, going into education for many years, that just, oh, that That's movie a great was huge. Movie. <laughs> One of your favorite actors or actresses? Oh, I, I, there's lots of great Australian actresses that I love to watch. Um, I love Nicole Kidman, I, um, and I love Kate Blanchett. So many <laughs> amazing <Okay>. actors. <laughs> well, those are two great yeah. ones. Last question. What is... One song that you love to dance to? Uh, right now, I love As Good As Hell. That just uh, gets you going. The, you know, <laughs> I mean, Lizzo is all over the radio at the moment, and we always get excited when that comes on in the car. <laughs> okay. Well, Susan, thank you so much for I appreciate it. Thank you. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.